stories. Stories told by you. My name is Ellen Van Nieuwen and I'm telling a true story from high school. This story is called The Confidence Game. Did I tell you I was in the soccer class at school? Yeah, I spent a lot of time at school playing soccer. Twenty of us had been picked for it. Mostly fellas, you know, I was one of only three girls. Our coach was Deloza, a tall, big centre forward who played semi-pro for the Lions. Dad and I even went to see him play a few times. The boys called him Deloza, but that got old fast. We spent our mornings on the Oval. I can't tell you how much soccer meant to me back then. It was who I was. On the Oval, I could fly. I loved feigning. They come rushing in and you just place a little touch beside them. They go past and you speed off and suddenly there's no one in front of you. I waited my turns in the wings to float in, to ghost in, to cause damage. They didn't know I was there until I got the ball, zipping in, zipping out. I showed my intent and went for the corners. Deloza taught us when you're in that tired angle that I often got myself in coming from the wings to hit it across the goal. Always go across the goal and nine times out of ten it will be too late for the keeper to intercept it. And if they get their hands on it, it's going in anyway. I got a lot of tips of him about psychology on the field. He taught me to believe goal scorers are born, not made. But I was to learn how much it was a confidence game. Soccer was set up in a way I could understand. On the oval we didn't talk. It was teams, not groups. You took your position on the field with the boys and the girls. I felt like an equal, but I also knew I was better than half of them. Boys didn't like it at all when I went past them. This was a way to communicate, express myself with a defence splitting pass, get to know the patches of dirt on the halfway line. Being in the soccer class, it gave me a lot of pride. Gave me more than being Aboriginal. Gave me more pride than anything else. I would sit in the afternoon class with the scent of morning sweat on me, scraped knees and my joggers scuffed. This didn't go unnoticed. Different class now, more girls. There was a sense of making it through the day that hadn't been there on the oval in the sun. The girls would heckle me. Playing with the boys, I'd grown tougher physically but underneath I had weak skin and their taunts pinched that skin. I had holes in my uniform. I had hairy legs. I had darker skin and darker features. I didn't brush my hair. I didn't have label shoes or makeup. I was more interested in the fields, in the trees, 
I was interested in listening, not speaking. Sometimes I could get through a class without being noticed. This was pretty rare. The girls would ask me a question, and my answers always seemed to make them laugh. I didn't know why, really. I wasn't sure how to respond to their names. I just wanted them to leave me alone and, and get through the rest of the day. Sometimes I couldn't. One day the blackboard was blurry. I couldn't concentrate on the equations. I could only think of what was behind me. The giggles, the whispers, the wet balls of scrunched up paper. I got up from my chair and I asked our teacher if I could go to the sick bay. I think this was the first time the teacher had noticed me as he looked pretty surprised. I think before then I hadn't even spoken. This day wasn't any worse than the others, but I could feel a sharp pain in my stomach, growing, feeling I couldn't keep it all in. Not today. The teacher nodded and I walked quickly down the halls. At the sick bay, I went to lie down and thinking I was finally alone and, and maybe I could cry. A girl on the next bed started talking to me. She was from an older grade, hadn't seen her around before. This girl was asking questions. She wanted to know who I was. Where are you from? Dad's Dutch. No, you look, there's something there, something else. No, Dutch. I couldn't answer truthfully. Thought she'd be like the others. Latch on to me. Pull me down. But maybe this had been my chance. To be heard by someone who may have just said, in response to my declaration of culture and family, That's cool, hey? I needed that, you know? because words had begun to change me, creeping on what used to be safe corners of the oval, like being on goals and shoot straight at the keeper, or wide, or even worse, way over the bar, and that feeling of humiliation and failure brought everything back to the surface. They whispered to me, monkey girl, Chewbacca, Vegemite, and my head went down like it did in class, and I couldn't look at my teammates. I worried myself when I missed these easy chances, it was on my mind at night, didn't want to lose it, you know, the only thing I thought I had. I started practicing extra hours at home, by myself and sometimes with Dad. I went back better and more prepared. I started slotting them in again, and that weekend, I scored four against a rival school, and I was cartwheeling inside, but there was that feeling I, I couldn't get ahead of myself, not ever. And there was little I could do to prepare for the afternoon class. Sitting in that room with my head down, fingers interlaced, 
Nothing meant more to me than three o'clock, running home, sometimes singing to myself. Five minutes across the road, through the park, across the creek, through the trees, into the back gate of a house, and I was home. And my dog was always there to greet me, his nose on my leg, take him out with a soccer ball until my dad got home. Got home to see him, and we'd watch the sports highlights on TV as we ate pasta at five o'clock in the afternoon. And then we're off to training with the mountains in front, the sun setting and the sky fading, and the feeling that I'd escaped something for another day. True Stories is an SBS online production. The Confidence Game was read and written by Ellen Van Neuven. Music and sound design by James Cecil. Executive producer Kylie Bolton. Producer Megan Gibbon. Illustrator Stella Luna. Stories. Stories told by you.